last couple of years, it's almost become a, a buzzword that you hear celebrities and uh, fitness professionals talk about is doing a detox. Right? A detox typically follows a specific diet or even, um, even receiving treatment to rid the body of toxins, harmful toxins that have built up over time, maybe not even knowing that they, they have. And the, the claim is of a detox is that it, it serves as a reboot to energy. It's, it serves as a refocus. It gives, you know, it, it resets the overall health to get back in alignment. I was discussing this with somebody the other day and they mentioned how like uh, juice detoxes or liquid detoxes are amongst the most popular detoxes. And they even mentioned that there's one that's um, called the lemon and, and cayenne detox where it's 10 days where you drink nothing but a lemonade slash uh, pepper mix and 10 or like six to 12 glasses a day and there's no food. Like how somebody can do that or wants to do that boggles my mind and I'm not a doctor. I'm not recommending anybody do that detox or any detox for that matter. I don't know if they work. I don't know if they're healthy. But as your pastor, I am recommending that you take this Lent to do a spiritual detox because the chances are you need one. We all need one. I need one. Because as humans, we have a tendency to wander. We can take easily what happens, our little habits, little bad habits here and there can all of a sudden be full-blown vices and we have, we're filled with toxins. We can be out of alignment a little bit and it can turn into being us all out of whack. That's why the church gives us the season of Lent. Every year, a, a specific period of time to reset to reboot, to conform our lives to Christ. Or as maybe what the point of the Christian life is, is to be transformed by him, for us to experience this transformation. And the way that I'm approaching it myself this year is thinking it through the lens of being able to get back to, to a greater degree, receiving the good stuff. And that is to receiving love receiving God because that's what we're made for but we're increasingly being fooled we're increasingly being tricked from what the good stuff is which brings us to the first week of this preaching series of spiritual detox the modern day devil and detox time so first modern day devil this the first Sunday of Lent the church shines the light and more, more is specifically, this cycle A, we hear this week, the church shines a light on the devil. Not to, to highlight him, not to prop him up, but to expose him. And we see in the first reading in Genesis chapter 3 that the evil one shows up in the garden to tempt Adam and Eve. In the gospel, he shows up in the desert to tempt Jesus. And to be sure, he continues to tempt shows up and tempts us. And, you know, when I say a modern-day devil, what I don't mean is that the devil changes. The devil doesn't create. He can't create. He's not, he, he's, he, he's a creature. So he doesn't change 
he, he is what he is. He's a liar. He des- he's a deceiver. And the Bible says from the beginning, he sets out to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's what he does. But him and his demons, what they do do is they watch us. They study us. And they use modern ways to do what he always and they always do, to kill, to steal, and destroy. And what I propose, and not just me, but many today are even using the term, the modern-day devil, is cheap dopamine. Now, dopamine is not bad. It's one of the ways that God, I feel, just flaunts his amazingness of the way he creates, of the fact that there's something, dopamine, that's used as an instrument to, to, to bring out positive emotion, to, to motivate us, to give us satisfaction, to even have us experience euphoria. That is God's creation, that he's, that he's designed it that way. Dopamine is good, but cheap dopamine is often bad because it keeps us from the good stuff. It keeps us from love. It keeps us from God. It keeps us from family, siblings, parents, etc. And that's what Satan wants. It's what he began to do in the garden. It's what he attempted to do with Jesus in the desert. And it's what he's constantly doing to, to you and me today. And so we all, I mean, just to be clear, we all know what cheap dopamine is. It's those things that we can go to, that we do go to over and over and over again, that gives a dopamine surge without any effort. It doesn't require sacrifice. There's no pursuit to an end. And hence, it's highly addictive. And it often isolates. There's a Stanford psychiatrist, Dr. Anna Lemke, who wrote a book recently called Uh, dopamine nation. And in there, she writes, she says, we're living in a time of unprecedented access to high reward, high dopamine stimuli. She says, the smartphone is the modern day hypodermic needle, meaning it just stays right underneath the skin, the vein, delivering digital dopamine 24-7. She goes on to say, the potency today of that is staggering. Potency, the power of it, the influence of it that it's having. And we all know study after study after study that points to cheap dopamine correlates to higher levels of stress, higher levels of depression, higher levels of anxiety. There's a study that came out two weeks ago from the CDC that has now said is historic levels of sadness and depression in teenagers, especially teenage girls, the study cites. And, you know, you're sitting there like, Father Mark, here he goes again. He's beating this drum. Like, I'm convinced if St. Paul himself was here today, like if he, St. Paul came to Clarendon Hills and camped out for the last month and he just watched us and studied us, St. Paul would be beating this drum over and over again. And so as your pastor, I feel like I am asked to and called to as well. I was talking to a high school high school teacher um, this week, and he does retreats. It's a Catholic high school in the area, and he's telling me that part of this retreat, a big part of the retreats is high schoolers get up and they share their testimony amongst their peers. And he said, Father Mark, it's, it's, it's not uncommon for, for the guys to get up and to share how 
when they were younger in junior high, they begged their parents to, to allow them to have their devices in their room at night. And they, part of their testimony is how, and how they, they, they got so addicted to the cheap dopamine and what the spiral that it led them to and now how they have begun the process to break that. And, you know, the, the teacher mentioned that it's really cool that a lot of the guys leaving the retreat, they make packs to buy alarm clocks and they make packs amongst themselves to keep their phone in their hallway. He says it's not uncommon for girls to get up and part of their testimony to share that they begged and cried to their parents in fifth grade to allow them to have TikTok and Snapchat. And then finally getting it, they, they express of the anxiety and the low self-worth in their testimony of them on this healing journey from it. The devil tempts today one way he does, and more and more prevalently, is through cheap dopamine. To kill, to steal, to destroy. Which brings us to time to detox. In order for us as a parish to do a spiritual detox over the course of Lent, to experience spiritual transformation, to have that reboot, I don't see it happening for the majority of us. I don't see it happening happening unless we detox from cheap dopamine in our life, at least to some degree. I've been on a cheap dopamine, or I've been on a, a, a cheap dopamine detox now for the last 49 days myself, along with a number of other men from the parish. I've detoxed from Twitter, from YouTube and a lot of news. I'm doing it because I found out that I needed to. I noticed how easy it was for me to consume stupid content, garbage, and it kept me from the good stuff. So the question for us this morning as we begin this first week of spiritual detox, for all of us, where do I turn to get cheap dopamine? What keeps me from the good stuff? What keeps me from God? What keeps me from receiving him, of receiving love? What keeps me from my spouse? What cheap dopamine keeps me from my siblings, my parents, my kids, from responsibility? If you were here with us last year, remember that we put up on the narthex wall a piece of paper, things that put on there that keep us, we said last year, that keep us from silence and prayer. We're gonna say that again, and we're doing that again this year. I put on there, YouTube, Twitter, as I said, less news. What doesn't go on there is what I saw one piece of paper already yesterday was bacon, right? Bacon does not keep you from silence and prayer. Bacon is a dopamine, right? But it's not cheap, right? I'm a hog farmer, right? So we're not gonna knock bacon here, but bacon doesn't go on that board, okay? Because it doesn't keep me from silence and prayer. Chances are, chances are it's less screen time for, for most of us. It's deleting an app. It's less news. A teen yesterday put up and said, I spend, he put up TikTok and says, I spend three hours a day on TikTok. It's going up on the board. Things that have the ability to cut us off from connection to God, to other people, and even cut us off from connection with our own soul. Now, in closing, it's important to say that Catholics are not Puritans. We're not puritanical. 
Technology and phones are not evil. They can be used as a good. We've been talking since Ash Wednesday about the Hello app, the Lenten challenge, where every day there's a meditation based on the imitation of Christ. There's a Notre Dame group that I, around 200 of us are on right now, where every morning I post a reflection and a discussion question. Technology can be used for good. We, you know, so many reached out on Wednesday morning that said the app was down. We reached out to Hallow and they said on Ash Wednesday morning, Hallow, the app was the number three used app in the world that day, that morning. And so it, it, it crashed. They upped their server. It should be good the rest of the way out. For us to see this first Sunday of Lent, the church is asking us to see that the devil's real. His demons are real. And he does not want you to thrive. He doesn't want you to live, like really live. He doesn't want you or me to love, like really love. He wants to keep us from the good stuff. He wants us to keep us from our spouse, our children, our siblings, our parents. So as like last year in your pews, you'll notice those white pieces of paper and a pencil. Everyone right now, we're gonna write, make a commitment of what that is, what's our cheap dopamine that we turn to, to write it down, and then after mass to put it on the wall. If not, to wait in line to put it on the wall. You can drop it in the basket and we'll put it on that wall for you. Because God wants you to receive the good stuff. He wants you to receive himself. So let's make the commitment now.